Hey guys, welcome to episode 156 of the podcast. This marks the triumphant return to Boys of Summer. Uh, how did it creep up on us uh, so quickly? It's summer again. Is the end of May considered summer? I don't know, but for our purposes, it shall be. I just got back from Australia and New Zealand and it felt like the right time to welcome in my first Boys of Summer guest, the marvelous Colin Hanks. Could he be a better guy? No, guys. Answer, no. She's going to have to trust me on this because I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I certainly enjoyed my time in Australia and New Zealand. It was very hard to leave, and I met some wonderful people there. And I wanted to uh, throw some shout-outs in to, to those of you that I was able to meet in person or that I know came to see our Thrilling Adventure Hour shows that were such a blast. And what a great group of people to, to travel with. Uh, I want to thank Alexander and say hi. Uh, great meeting you in Sydney. Richard and Theo, love you guys. Always great seeing you. Uh, so fun seeing you at our improv show in Auckland. Eric, thank you so much for giving me that marvelous artwork in Sydney. And Nick, for your present uh, in Sydney. And Steph, great to meet you. Uh, it was great hearing from Jim. I'm so glad you saw the show in Australia and enjoyed it. George, what a blast running into you on the street in Wellington. Um, yeah, overall, just such a great experience. Uh, I want to let you know about uh, Tess Rafferty. You may remember her from uh, her wonderful podcast episode uh, that she did on the JV Club. She also has a great book out, and we did a book giveaway, if that rings a bell. Um, she's also a writer on At Midnight. She's so funny and great, and she is doing a new podcast called Regrets Only. And uh, you can check it out. On, for example, on Twitter, it's Regrets Only Pod. And uh, I'm going to be doing that podcast soon. So definitely check it out. She does it with a marvelous comedian. Laura House, who I'm sure I will have on as a guest um, uh, as soon as we finish with Boys of Summer. I also wanted to give a shout out to Chris, who's working on a project called Heroic Hustle. Uh, they've got a Kickstarter, which the campaign actually ends today. Um, so if you want to get in there and give it a Google, um, check it out. It's it's a really cool uh, game they're putting together. Uh, and then, then for some suggestions, I wanted to thank Jose and Andrew, uh, Phoenix and Ronnie and Emily, and then I also wanted to uh, acknowledge Mary on Facebook. I need to catch up on my Facebook shout-outs, guys. And then uh, last but certainly not least, I want to thank listener Nicole, who has been helping me with my website, which is currently down because apparently it got hacked by someone and basically it's kind of virused. Uh, what a pain. So for those of you who have been checking my website for con appearances or to uh, get Cora stuff, um, I'm so sorry. It's down. We're working on getting it back up. What a nightmare. Uh, so uh, stay tuned on that. And uh, that's it, guys. It was a rather a long intro, but uh, I cannot wait to get you into this episode with Colin, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. That's not a good way to start a podcast. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. I don't care about anything that's happening right now. What I like is I that you didn't careless. actually delineate what it is that you're not caring <laughs> about. True. It could be anything. It could be anything. It's the most punk Human rock rights? way to start. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. <laughs> you, if you need to go to the bathroom, sing it to somebody else. Don't even care. You tired? You hungry? Don't care. <laughs>
<laughs> Nothing gets in the way of my art. You know I consider this art. This is, this is the art of podcasting. Fine art. Fine. Like I have an MFA in <laughs> podcasting. They're fucking awesome. You know what I'm talking about? That, that's what it is. Is theater considered a part of the fine arts? I guess it is. I would say that there's uh, different uh, levels of art. Mm-hmm. A majority of which is probably not the finest not of art. Not the finest. Not the finest. Not the finest. Um, but uh, hey, even bad art makes you think. That's very positive attitude. Yeah, I wish I could extend that all the way to improv you and know, sketch. You know what? I don't even care if that's true. Oh, I, don't, I care. don't even care. I don't even care. I'm going to make a lot of lofty, poli- <laughs> philosophical, and political statements because you know what? I don't care. Yeah, and weird. that's weird. Here's another reason why I know you don't care. You're not wearing headphones. I'm not. Boy, that has gotten me in trouble once or twice. Has too. it? Well, because I sort of know what everything is supposed to look like. So you don't care right now, but you're you might I care will later. Care. Present me couldn't give a shit. Future, Future me you cares deeply, deep. very, very deeply, very deeply. I can't reconcile those two people. Don't ask for like a five star review on iTunes then, because that'll do. show that and you really I just do care. Did. For a while, I wasn't asking, <laughs> but now you do. And then suddenly, well, you know what happened is uh, I'm not going to whine about this because this is like something that every fine artist whines about. But like during, I don't know what, I guess it was like Women's History Month, some, t- some point at which it's still like, let's trot out a list of women the, this and yes. women that and women that. There was an iTunes feature of like strong voices in women in podcasting, which is still like there's a huge dearth of that. Fine art And casting. they listed like 20 podcasts and I wasn't on there and I was very upset. I, I As many be. fine artists would be. Yes, of But course. like also immediately embarrassed that I cared. Because also, I don't want to be the person that's like, who do I whine about this to? They didn't put my... Th- you know I what don't I care. Because we all... Yeah. That's something that I try. I just I just hate fussing about that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it, but in truth, like it was very shocking. But all, that, but all, all uh, that's the struggle of all great uh, artists. <sighs> I don't care about this review. I I'm, I'm oh, in it was it good? For the fine art. Oh, I want to yeah. read it. I Hold on, read it. let me tweet about that. Well, that was good. Oh, yeah, I you know, know, I think I'll tweet about that. Uh, it was bad. Oh, they didn't get it. Yeah, they, they don't. don't get, I don't care. Well, you know what? What do we have to tell ourselves? Like this is such a tender business. <laughs> That I think it does kind of become like, what are my, what are all the things that people do in their normal lives who don't necessarily have this as a career where you have all of those sensitivities in, for, it, when you think about like, for those of you, I know there are a lot of you who are very creative and there are a lot of you who are creative, but have jobs that maybe don't reflect that same creativity, yep. um, listeners, but the, and I've said, you know, kind of talked about this before, but you know, that the stuff that you're able to kind of walk away from versus the things that really affect your core and your heart about your loved ones or your friends or things that you feel very tender about. Now just imagine having that be sort of your everyday all the time. Well, yeah. You have to I find mean, out what you're, you know, if you figure out your defensive, you have to figure out like what you're going to care about and what you're not going to care and about. And especially anything, any artistic endeavor, especially when you put, if it's something that you're incredibly passionate about and, Let's be honest. There are even some artistic endeavors you're not that passionate sure. about that you, you you're doing yeah. for whatever reason. Yes, I'm not here to judge. All right, all right. Yeah, um, you don't care. I, do, I don't care. Yeah. I literally don't care. I get it. Um, but if you do, if you do that over the course of say a prolonged amount of time, specifically ten, fifteen. 
20, you have to come up with some sort of mechanism to deal with the rejection or the mistakes or any of that sort of stuff um, that are either on, you know, that are a result of your actions or your faults or somebody else's. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) obviously, I think the easiest one is just to say, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And that is uh, clearly uh, also an extension of how people get through junior high school and high school. Absolutely. That's a professional transition. That is too good of a segue. I'm uncomfortable. I want to talk about that. Listen, the reality is that I just got a a message that said disc too full. We were riffing on uh, segues and not caring. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, I want to reassure you, you missed zero. Zero. What didn't record was like a one more minute of us making fun of ourselves. Basically, just me saying transition, segue. It, I'm more professional thing. than you are. You are. For using the word segue. And I don't care. Which, by the way, when you see, that's one of the many words that when you see on paper, before you ever heard how it's pronounced, like I didn't realize that segue was sug. Or whatever you see it, S E G U E. That's how you spell segue. Really? Did you know that? I did not know well, that. Well, guess what? S E G U E is the correct non rolling thing that you can ride via gravity that is yes. an actual unit of yes. physical transportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. A segue, it's, it must be Latin, is that's how you spell it. And so that's one of the many words that, like, uh, like, um, uh, What's that? What's that one word? Paradigm. Oh you're yeah. Like how is that going to be pronounced? And then you find out it's not paradigm or whatever. No, but and it's clearly dying. you. Yeah, you go. Well, oh, well, surely paradigm uh, doesn't have a G in it. Thank God I don't have to learn English. The irony Thank is God is I that I did take a Latin class when I was younger. Um, and is that was that imposed on you for your? No, your it wasn't imposed. Was it was actually very. <laughs> It was chosen because the theater teacher that I had in like I went to a, a sort of like one of those lifer schools where it's pre K through twelve, lifer. and so you could be there for your entire yeah childhood yeah. essentially. And I got there at third grade and stayed until twelfth, till the senior year of high school. And so in seventh grade, uh, the uh, drama. <laughs> Teacher, acting teacher, whatever you want to call it. You say with great respect. Um, who I had actually sort of known since I was a little kid because he used to do theater with uh, with my parents. He had actually gone to gone to college with them. <clears throat> he was like, oh, well, I'm going to teach Latin because he's like one of these like guys that is just so incredibly, insanely smart. Mm. Um, but, you know, he doesn't know how to deal with children. Sure. You know, or he can, but it's he's good, just... good profession for him. Yeah. He's the one of the best teachers I've ever had, like without yeah. a doubt. But he was also like not afraid to just yell at teenagers for being stupid. Was he the whiplash of? Uh... He was no, he wasn't the whiplash. He would do this. What thing. if I thought that his na- the character's name in the movie was Whiplash? I totally missed. Are that. you I saying it's not? Did. That's the that's <laughs> not that character's it's... name. Uh... Like, hey, my name's Whiplash. I teach you how to play <laughs> I mean, drums. It works. It does. Work. Um, but no, like uh, CB. His name was CB Davis. Who's a really smart guy. Uh, he would. Uh... <laughs> When he remember how like when you were a kid, like grade school, and if all the kids were really like rambunctious and wild, the teacher would like turn the lights off, and that Ooh, was the indicator, yeah. like, hey, Watch everybody's getting a little too rowdy. CB would do this thing where um, 
because uh, we didn't have a theater, we had a multi-purpose room. Okay. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Which is where we did all of our performances and whatnot. And there was a piano there, and CB is a uh, like a jazz aficionado. Like he hears music, he sees colors. Like, like for one sure, of those all guys. I can imagine is J.K. Simmons. To- That's totally. It. That's all I've got. Um, but in his version of turning the lights on and off would be just sitting on the piano and. Uh, playing what he called the butt chord okay and that was just like whatever that sounded like that was when we were like oh, okay we've yeah we've clearly pushed things he's butt too far. Cording, we're but cool. yeah so here's so here's the teachers like you know gets kids to shut up by playing the butt chord <laughs> and he's like i want to do a uh, latin class and we're and i basically just went like that's going to be an easy class sure for sure yeah um basically even then, I was looking for ways to cut uh-huh, corners uh-huh. at school, and so but yet I don't know if you're the per- like. Again, it sort of goes to. I really, when we were offline, we were talking about what kind of book we think we are. Don't think I'm not coming back to that because okay. I fully am. Oh no! But uh, that same lapse in logic that I would do, which is like, I think I'm getting away with something, but I've picked. Like another kid would go. If Latin is going to be your like skate through class, because I think I did that with anatomy because of a uh, teacher I liked in yeah. high school. I was like, oh, he's so great and funny. This will be a breeze. And then I was like, oh, wait, I signed up for anatomy. That's not ever going to be easy, no matter but did how much you, you like. Did you learn stuff from anatomy? Because I'll I tell you. Remember, I still remember tons of it. Okay, well, let me, let me tell you something. I don't know much Latin. Yeah. I do not remember much Latin. So I can't tell you if segue or paradigm is a derivative of Latin. I'm sure right. it is. Someone in the comments section will tell us this the weeks from now. Section. But what I can tell you that I remember is how to say don't have a cow man <laughs> in Latin. Because that I remember. Well, what is it? Boem non foc homo. Wow, those are... That's better than don't have a cow man. There was also... Like Bart would yeah. use that if he knew how to say it. There was all, The other phrase that I remember was... Um, <laughs> again, remember that he was a, total, a really relaxed teacher. I asked him... I don't remember why I asked him this phrase, but I, ha- I asked him to translate the term up the butt really hard. <laughs> what? Yes. Um, oh, whiplash. And so he translated it as um, in podecum magna cum vis. Okay. And those are the two uh, yeah. Latin phrases Super I remember. Super helpful for when you're I'm in so Latinia. I'm so sorry, Mr. C.B. <laughs> Davis, which, by the way, is also the only time he's been called Mr. C.B. Davis. He was always just C.B. Mr. C.B. Yeah, just C.B. I... I'm very surprised that he translated up the butt really hard. He is obviously well. A that very is actually man. technically the the correct translation. That is up the butt with great force. Oh, he majestic. was he was very specific very in saying poetic. like you can't do just up the butt really hard. Yeah. It has to be up the butt with great force. Clearly, this is the stuff you're uh, thinking it's what about, it's about when you're in ninth grade. It's what it's all about. Totally up the butt with great force. <laughs> Oh my god! And don't have a cow, man. And don't have a cowman. But I do feel like, and I don't know. Also, if it's... dating the Sip- the Simpsons by I know <laughs> by leaps and bounds that that is the thing we're 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 drawing. I'll the tell you Simpsons what I'm from. obsessed with. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I do kind of feel like I had taken Latin. That wasn't even an option for me in public school at all. Like that was something that people would talk about. 
I feel like old, like, like teachers at my school would talk about with great reverence. Like I remember when Latin, they taught yes. Latin and it was a regular thing. Well, because it was supposed to be so helpful down the road. It's really interesting. With the, the SATs oh, and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. Cause it helps you understand the, the languages and, and, you know, it was supposed to be this, this great, um, you know, advantage down right. the road. Um, and it, uh, I don't know, maybe it was for some people. But like you it, probably it, haven't it picked up many women with either of those phrases. No, but looking back, there is part of me that was like, oh, it was cool we were able to do Latin, but man, I really would like to learn how to speak, you know, Did Spanish you take any of, you didn't take any of that? No, languages. Latin. That was it. I took Latin for, for like four years. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize you took it for more than a year or yeah, even no. a semester. But like, it wow. wasn't... Uh, now it's really sad that that's all you really wasn't. I know. I know. It really wasn't <laughs> as regimented a class as any of the other foreign language classes were. Yeah. Because it really was like, and that's actually the thing that I liked about it. And again... The reason why I took it was because I knew CB. I was a, not a theater rat. Um, I was a multi-purpose rat. Uh-huh. Um, no, I you wasn't. Lo- you just I wasn't loved even butt that. cords. It wasn't even that. But uh, he was just a very fun guy that I enjoyed uh, hanging out with. He was. He was. He, he wasn't a teacher. He was yeah. just like a, a, a friend. Who doesn't love those? Who yeah. doesn't love those? There's. One, there was definitely one. Probably every year that I was in school, where I was like. Yeah, you just want to hang out with this guy. Totally. Where did you grow up? Where? In Tucson. In, in Tucson, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. But total total public school kid. So it felt like an even bigger deal when I think you got the attention of somebody who was like a really inspiring teacher or, you know, even like the my favorite teachers, it, they could either be just very laid back and like make you feel like an equal or they could be really, really demanding yeah. and and require you to always call them Mr. or Miss, whatever. Yeah. Um. But that any any sort of like f- like fierce enjoyment on by a teacher of a subject, I was pretty that was pretty magnetic, as I'm sure it is for most kids. Yeah, I was really lucky because the school that I went to was incredibly small. I mean, it was a it was a private school. How big were your classes? Thirty five kids, top yeah. maybe. Um, but I mean, it was it was still small even for private school like. Standards, but isn't thirty five? That seems to me like kind of a normal size class. Maybe you had like twenty. I don't know. My like idea of what normal is yeah. with high school is totally out of whack. Because yeah. like growing up, I thought like, oh, normal high school. You mean like in Breakfast Club? That right. that's a normal <laughs> high mean, school, kind of. right? Um, and so for me, like if I had gone to any of the sort of n- normal size yeah. public schools, whatever, chances are I probably would have fallen through more cracks than I did. Right. Um, or do you mean like 35 people in a class? 35 like, people like in my okay, senior right, class. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant per no. class. And I was oh, like, no, I don't know. No. I feel like there were like 30 people oh, in my no, English no, no, class no. Like or whatever. 30, like I graduated yeah, yeah, yeah. with like 35 seniors. And you knew seniors. all of those people from... Probably about 15 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So Did it, that get tiresome in any way? Yeah, oh, you incredibly. Like, I can't believe I'm just still incredibly. with this Incredibly. Now, looking back now that I'm older, and ironically, just this past weekend, the school itself had its 50th anniversary that I couldn't go to. Um, but like looking back, an incredible school, like yeah. an incredible place to be. And this is in the Bay Area? Uh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, like, yeah, look, definitely saved my life on numerous occasions. Yeah. But, um, 
at the end of the day, it was still, I was still just like every other kid. Like, how do I get out of doing any, like as much work as humanly possible? Right. Like what is the best avenue to just coast as, as, as best as I can. And were you very charming? Uh, one way that you figured out how to sort of skirt stuff? I guess a little, I guess a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I think of you as very charming now, and that's why I'm you. asking. I mean, you're not. You're a very likable person. There are some people who are creative who sort of do the sulky, like yeah, Sid vicious definitely thing. not like the yeah. sulky. I mean, again, everything's graved on a curve. Okay, so all teenagers are sulky. So sure. there's definitely that aspect to it. Uh, leave me alone, man. Everything sucks. Right. Grunge is all I care about. Like, yeah. there's definitely all of that. But I think more than anything else, I was probably just not as standoffish and more open with my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just say, like, sorry, I just I can't focus. I don't know how to do this. I or sometimes I tell I told I remember telling one teacher. I can't remember who it was. I just told them straight up, like, I just don't care for this subject. Uh-huh. Like, I, I just really don't. I think it was like an, an algebra teacher. Ugh. So I ended up having to take algebra two twice. Yeah. So I, think I squared I did too. it. I took algebra you four. You squared it. Um, <laughs> but um, I pretty much just said, like, yeah, you know, I just don't care about this subject. And um, the whole way that this is being taught is not engaging me at all. And I, instead of like the teacher, like instead of that hurting the teacher's yeah, feelings, yeah. they were like, oh, okay, well, I guess I need to need no. to do something better. And so then, you know, tutoring would be involved and all that sort of stuff. So if I, I was much more, I was able to relate with teachers on a more personal level, if they could, if they couldn't, then right. I was just, then I was just uh, cracking jokes and being disruptive. Yeah. And these are teachers, I assume too, like with the fellow students, like you said about CB, Mr. CB, uh, that you see <laughs> and anticipate having, like if it's that small of a school community, oh, I'm yeah. sure it's like, you know, in three years you're going to have blah, blah, blah. Cause yeah. you've seen him around and you've oh, heard yeah, talk yeah. of his blah, blah, blah. With, without whatever. a doubt. Or, you know, that you're going to have that teacher for like three years, right? you know, um, right. that, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that they're you know, science classes are going to be this one, this one, and that. Yeah. So, did you have teachers or fellow students? Not that you need to name any of them, but did you have people that you really did, like in a very specific way, think, "Oh God, I'm really stuck in this sort of small town world of this school, and I will never be able to escape this mean person, or this girl who broke my heart, or this teacher that has just decided they don't like me, or or that I don't like." Um. Yeah, I'm sure there was definitely some of that. It's funny. I, I tend to remember the ones that actually really made serious impacts on my life and helped me with stuff that I was just ill-equipped uh, to handle at the time. Like what? Um, uh, just, you know, more along the lines of... Um, as I was getting old, especially in high school... It was just evident that obviously my home life was changing in ways that were completely out of my control. My dad lived in Los Angeles. My mom lived in Sacramento. I lived with her. I'd travel back and forth. 
you know, well, and that was something that happened later on versus that well, sort of had been your common that thing. Had but been, you started to notice like, the, oh, wait, this isn't what other people that, do. No, well, that had been that <clears throat> that had been established very early on uh, once my parents got divorced and we moved back up to Sacramento. So I was, con- you know, constantly going back and forth right. quite a bit. And as weird as that may sound, that that was all very normal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would come down to L.A. on weekends and stuff like that. And it was that was just what we did. There was mm-hmm. not anything. I didn't really find anything weird about that. But as my dad's career started to take off, it became very evident that that was going to affect my life and mm-hmm. how I had to handle certain situations, uh, going out, going to parties, things like that. Was that something? So that was something that was paid attention to. Yes. Ugh. Yes, and Ugh. that was something that was added into the rebellion rebellion stage sure. of teenager dumb. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so, isn't that so interesting? Because it really is like. And I didn't talk about this that much with Zelda, but I podcast Zelda yeah. Williams, and also she was in the Bay. Well, she was of in the course, Bay, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. But um, it's so interesting that idea of like the different things. Because my dad was, I can't believe I'm in no way am I comparing your father Please. to my father. Please, but let's. my dad was a teacher at the high school I went to. Oh my and god, so there was this that, that sense of like, of listen, course. I'm a pretty good kid, but like, I really don't like that I can't ditch class because my dad will of hear about course. it or anything like that where you're like your dad's the preacher or whatever you know you sort of have that it's, it's that a, thing that sort of sets that in motion it, even if you don't want it to it still gets in there and it you're is sort of the, like it is part of the growing up where you have to realize that there are things that are out of your control yeah. and yeah. you this the quicker you learn that and accept that the better the right. problem is is <laughs> teenage the teenage years are are created <laughs> to make that as an arduous a yes. process as possible yes. and so i was very fortunate that i had teachers that were very accepting as of who i was as a person how i handled situations and what but i mean by situation is not just personal stuff that's going on at home with my family or anything like that but then also my own realization of what my shortcomings were in terms mm. of my ability to focus my ability to study <laughs> the desire to actually give a shit about the stuff I was learning about. Like, again, because like when I'm the guy that just is like, yeah, I don't really care about this subject. So I'm not really going to like apply myself. Right. Uh, That's kind of a hard thing for a teacher to then say, okay, well, how do I get this kid to do this? Yeah. Um, Because he has to. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) But yet I'm also like being like, but no, like Robin, why, why do I have to, you know, you know, like a little, I'm not saying I was smarter than my own good, but it was just because there was that sort of connection between teacher and student that wasn't purely just teacher student. It was more sort of, you can sort of push the boundaries of a little bit, a lot of that kind of, what is the meaning of this? And of course, as a teenager, that's what you You do. do. You sort of push boundaries and sometimes you overstep the bounds and sometimes you don't. So it was really, I tend to remember the, the teachers that really made, made big impressions on me. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, some of the stuff that we did, um, 
some of the stuff that I remember the teachers doing that really stick with me are the stuff that were, inevitably were the things that either I found innately interesting mm-hmm. and we explored that or the, the way that they taught was so engaging and so interesting that then that made me more interested. Yeah. Because like there, uh, one of the teachers that I had, this guy, uh, Mr. Newcomb. Mm-hmm. Daniel Newcomb was his name. Total character. He was a freshman year teacher. He was like the big teacher in the high school. So you hear about him in middle school. It's like, oh, Newcomb this, Newcomb that. And Newcomb was the guy that was like, started off every class going like, what's the gossip, kids? Like he oh, was, hilarious. He was like one of those guys, but he was also, he would spend an entire day at the beginning of the semester saying, here's how you take notes. Mm. Like, here's the method of how you take down notes. Right. Here is the method for how you highlight uh, in the history books. Hmm. Here is the method for stapling (laughs) at a 45 degree angle. Don't do any of this stuff. My goodness. Uh, Do not write in all capital letters. That Mm -hmm. is not, that will not you, I will not grade your paper. You will fail my class if you do it. And all of those sorts of things. But the, um, the way that he taught history that first year in regards to, I think we covered the Greeks. Yeah. The Egyptians, the Greeks and the Romans. Mm -hmm. The way that he taught that and the way that he would explain concepts um, was totally engaging and totally fascinating and has since made me much more interested in mm-hmm. – I mean I would not uh, – I would not have been as interested in history had it not been for those classes. Yeah. And so my sort of historical leanings and, and, and all that stuff is purely because of the way that he taught his class. That kind of stuff I really remember, as opposed to like the people, the teachers that I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't waste any time. Yeah. About that. No, no, no. And rightly so. Well, that's yeah. why I kind of feel like I would have enjoyed Latin because I feel like now, or maybe I wouldn't have then, but like I would sort of retroactively enjoy it now because I do feel like. I am, um, my dad's an English teacher and a writer, and I do feel like I inherited that sort of love of language. And um, and now, I mean, like I do the New York Times crossword puzzle and all that bullshit, but I'm interested <laughs> in the etymology of things. Like I yeah. am interested in, the root oh, where did, yeah, yeah, where did this totally. come from? Oh, so Latin. Okay, that makes sense. And you yeah. can sort of work backwards to sort of figure out too, like, oh, this French word makes sense to me now. Or, oh, this you know Spanish word makes sense to me now because now it's all coming out of the same totally. kind of place. Oh, I my mean, God, I don't know yeah. if like, I'm going to become a scholar in that way, but I think I am interested. Like, I'm always interested when someone's like, well, you know, the Latin uh, root of that. I'm all, I, I find myself not falling asleep to that and being like, <laughs> interesting. Okay, that actually you know lights up some light bulbs for it gets me. A little bit, yeah, it gets a little bit more interesting. The, again, it's just all about finding the things that are actually interesting to you and yeah. then exploring that. And well, I think so much is thrown at you at that early age and there's so much pressure yeah. in, you know, uh, you need to learn this stuff. This will be on your... T- like, here's the... It, this is the quintessential... Like, if I could sum up my educational, like, view of things. This this is the singular moment when I realized, like, I am not an academic right. person, right. like, at all. And ironically, it was during the um, <laughs> it was during the uh, the introduction of the fine arts program 
at Loyola Marymount University. Mm -hmm. Fantastic school. Mm -hmm. I had transferred from Chapman University in Orange County, so I did one year at Chapman, and then I transferred to Loyola, and it was really just sort of like, all right, well, I guess I'll give college another shot. Yeah. And I'm surrounded, I'm a sophomore, right? I'm a cool sophomore. Yeah, dude. Surrounded by all these frosh. Sure. (laughs) This freshman. And um, we're sitting there, and the head of the the theater department is is basically going through the, this is how you do college stuff. Mm -hmm. This is how you register. This is how you do. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, he he gets to the say, and like this day, remember this day. This date is the day where, you know, this is the last day that you can drop a class. And if you, you know, you don't drop a class by that certain day, uh, then it's going to end on your record. And I said (laughs) out loud, not like so that he could hear, but just like to the people around me, it's like, why would I care about my record? I'm in college now. Oh, interesting. And the person behind me said, "Um, grad school? Uh And I just went like, oh, I'm so not... (laughs) I'm so, this is the end yeah. of this journey. This is the end of, you yeah. know, professors telling me what to do and, and how I need to do it and requirements and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I proceeded to take every um, uh, elective. I almost wanted to say electoral class, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, incorrect. The it's not the electoral college. Sure. Um, the, Were you elected president I, at the I, end of this? I was in fifth grade class, yeah. but that was different. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that was when I just said I'm going to take every elective from now on, and really didn't take any required classes. And then eventually, um, uh, a very uh, someone who ended up becoming a very close friend of mine, uh, one of the theater professors there, said, "Okay, look." Uh, you, uh, we need to talk because either you quit school yeah. or you focus purely on school and you still, you know, I'm like two and a half, almost three years in and they're like, and it's probably going to be about three and a half years yeah, yeah. of like really hard, hardcore yeah. work. And at that point I had started actually getting acting work. So I just sort of said, yeah. you know, I don't really need that a very expensive piece of paper telling me yeah. that I'm equipped when I'm kind of getting work. Yeah. Um, so that so at was, that point you knew I definitely want to, yeah. you want, you definitely wanted to pursue yeah. that. Yeah. That's, I think a hard for, I mean, and you were at a, it's, it's almost good for me to hear that because, you know, I have friends who went to Carnegie Mellon, friends who went to, you know, colleges where they were like Yale, where they really were focusing or NYU, they were focusing on theater and getting a theater degree. And that still was important to them yeah. versus someone like me or someone like you or other people who somewhere along in there started thinking like, I just don't know if this degree is going to do anything well, yeah. unless I want to teach yeah. drama. That w- it was just, I don't know. I mm. mean, there was just something I was much more interested always. I mean, this, and this goes back to grade school. I was much more interested in actually having a relationship with the teacher Mm -hmm. and having uh, a a bond with them as a person. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there was a period there where they were figures of authority that I wanted to have a relationship with. And and then there was a period where I just went like, well, this person's not qualified. (laughs) This person should not be teaching. Right. Um, And then eventually I just went, I, I don't, 
I don't. These people may be incredibly smart. They may be incredibly gifted at what they do. But this environment is no longer right. where uh, I should be. Yeah. Um, really dangerous thinking. Well, <laughs> now that I look yeah. back on it, I mean, yeah, because I basically I just went like, "No, it's cool." I, I, I packed my own uh, yeah. uh, 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 jump uh, uh, suit, Your parachute, thing, yeah, parachute. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to jump out this plane. Yeah. Don't worry about. It. No, 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 no. I didn't. No, I did not follow yeah. the instructions. <laughs> That you gave me is how to properly fold uh, this. Yeah. I just, I'm gonna just sort I got of a wing it. Real good feeling. I'm just about gonna it. wing I got a real this good thing. Feeling. I got a good feeling this is gonna I work know, out. But well, do you think that part of that is that? I mean, like the, some a place where we certainly would part ways in terms of like feeling what's possible or feeling fearful of things is I didn't, I I didn't stop caring so much about a theater degree because I genuinely thought I had a shot at making a living at it. Mm-hmm. I just thought this is going to not help one way or the other. And probably, I think my logic was, and these guys know, was more like I'm never going to be able to pay back schooling via theater. I'm going to have to get a career doing something else because I was very pragmatic in that way. Yeah. And I feel like like the opposite for you in terms of having like a very close example of like, well, this is doable. Like this is a, or did it feel intimidating? Like, well, not everyone can, can sort of do what my dad's doing. Well, the fact that there was someone else, uh, the fact that my dad had done it before, obviously that, that leaves an impression whether you're aware of it or not. Right. So it wasn't this, it, it wasn't an impossible dream. Um, that I was trying to go for it, it was that's it was it's possible mm-hmm. um, for me I think there was a it was a combination of two things I think a there was it was there was a, a naive I just didn't know any better um, so it was just I enjoyed acting it was what came naturally mm-hmm. to me um, whenever someone tried to force me to do something I didn't want to do, I wouldn't do Like, I never did a musical. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, well, we're going to do the music. Man. Until be the now. Man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to announce Colin Hanks will be starring. I was naive. <laughs> um, no, I just couldn't. Um, I, I just couldn't think of... Uh, for me, it was just I, – I, I didn't know any better, so I would just do it. And mm-hmm. that, I think, came from the fact that the school that I went to was um, – it was Sacramento Country Day School. It was, that was the name of the school. Um, it had – looking back on it now – because we had a multi-purpose room <laughs> where there was it no all comes stage, back to the multi-purpose it room. It kind of does because we had no stage. We had to build the stage, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that was where someone like uh, like C.B. Davis, and then later this guy Paul Bowick, you know, they actually worked in theater in Sacramento, so mm-hmm. they knew how to build stages. They knew how to light. They knew how to you know build everything you needed to make a stage, make theater mm-hmm. work, make mm-hmm. theater work uh-huh. for you. Uh-huh. Um, and so that sense of well, we'll just do it. Mm-hmm. 
even though there's not a an, an auditorium, right? We'll just or do even it a cafetorium. <clears throat> no, in fact, the the part of the uh, multi-purpose room was the kitchen in the back. It was. Oh wow. yeah, I really mean, it was, was literally just a room. Like it was also the nurse's office. People would come in a, with cuts and scrapes. It was just a room. Yeah, it was just a four-walled hmm. room that had a kitchen in the back, and wow. that was it. Yeah. And uh, that's where we did uh, all of our plays from. Uh, all of the school assemblies, everything. Mm. I mean, it was just the multi-purpose room. Yeah. And so that, I think, in a strange way, and I can only say this looking back on it, that was the impetus for how I sort of approached everything. It was like, we'll, we'll just do it. Yeah. I'll just do it. Yeah. And I would never overthink things, mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't until uh, at Chapman I, I took a, a – I know this is all seemingly more college-oriented, but it's all sort of interconnected. No, no, not at all. Um, but at Chapman, that was when all of a sudden I heard about, you know, Stanislavski and Method and all of this sort of stuff. And I went, oh, there's like shit to learn. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Right. And I did that for a little bit and yeah. it was interesting and I learned what I needed to sort of, I, you know, I picked up what I felt I needed to pick up yeah. from and then eventually I said, okay, well, um, that's good for, but I, you know, I'm just going to keep kind of just doing what I do and, and I don't know if it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm good or I'm bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I just sort of have always done it so I'll yeah. just keep sort of doing that I think that makes sense because I feel like I even had that experience in, in college a little bit because that's the only place I ever was exposed to that which was sort of the same thing there was this sort of warning bell in my head that was like don't this is not a situation like military school where you should break everything down and build up from the bottom that's yeah. very risky speaking of risk like yeah. that in a way is even riskier because you can sort of talk yourself out of whatever natural thing is happening i don't think that teachers are necessarily saying do that but like they're they're the opportunity exists for an overthinker or a highly sensitive person or what have you to kind of go oh god there's a whole bunch of rules i didn't know about i guess i should learn them all and totally change how I do this based <laughs> yeah, on yeah, that. Totally. And like who knows what the, you know, well, output of that. I mean, another reason why I was not, you know, a science guy or a math guy, uh, there, you know, I'm convinced there are two kinds of people. There are kinds of people that like it when there's one answer for something. Mm-hmm. And then there are other people that like to be able to bullshit on stuff. And <sighs> yeah. I was definitely the bullshitter type guy. I know. That's what I would say about math. <clears throat> like you would, I, I, I've said this before, but like if you do, a problem, what I what I felt like needed to happen was, look, if there is only one right answer, at some point, I should, it should stop. Like, I shouldn't be able to have an, a number after the equal sign. Yeah, I yeah. should be able to say, I couldn't answer this, yes. therefore I know I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I shouldn't be able to come up with a different number. Yeah, 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 totally. That's not, doesn't make any many sense rules, at all. And I don't know how all these totally. rules work. And where does this rule work and all that sort exactly. of stuff. And, oh my God, I'm boring myself coming up yeah. with this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, I remember in my algebra class, there was something about um, uh, functions. I'm sure someone who knows math knows. I have what this an is. image of a, a, a lowercase f and a lowercase x. So, yes, there's other something than about that, that. I, I'm a total and blank. You, we had to label like function or non-function or whatever, and I would just spend so much time and energy trying to come up with as many different ways to spell function. <laughs> 
or if it wasn't a, if I wasn't supposed to label it function, calling it malfunction, uh-huh, you know, and just uh-huh. like all that sort of stuff. It's like okay, clearly all of this stuff does not really. You matter wanted to play, to like me. you yeah. still wanted to. No, play. and that was. I mean, that all comes down to the stuff that I learned in. You know, in 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 grade school and, and middle school, and yeah. just playing and having fun. I mean, there's a reason why I call you know acting basically just you know uh, playing with toys. Ugh, agreed. Just wearing makeup and pretending to be other people. Yeah. And that's you know obviously why you know all of that stuff is why I'm sort of could be considered a creative person and, yeah. not, and not necessarily a... God bless uh, that multi-purpose room. Like fucking the multi-purpose room. Let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about this. I know I touched on this before um, and not to pry too much, but I'm, I am kind of interested because I went... I had the opposite experience where I went to big schools and I went one through three, one school, four mm-hmm. through six, a different school, seven, eight, a different school, nine through 12, a different yeah. school, and they were all magnet schools, so I was hardly ever... I mean, I have one friend that I went to all of those schools with, one, oh my God. and that's it. Wow, and and that's a big deal to other people and to us. Like yeah. he's the only person I've known since first grade that wow. I consistently was at yeah. the same school with. Um, but because there was that sort of you know constant preponderance of like, oh, this new face, oh, this new face. Um, I'm interested too in sort of how that plays into like what is there sort of were you not to say that you weren't meeting kids from other schools and stuff, but like how does dating work? How does, you know, is it this like, oh, this is the girl that I've known since forever ago or my friend already dated her, so I can't. Like how does that? Well, I mean, I definitely remember dating girls a couple of times. Uh, and by, by dating... It came back around again. Yeah. Oh, well, that was the second time. we Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it definitely made the beginning of each school year really interesting because if there was a new... A new girl, like, oh man, it you yeah. know, Every, everybody, everybody, everybody gets up. really excited that first, those first few, few, uh, that first week at the, of, yeah. of the school year was always really exciting. Yeah, um, you know, I think. Um, and also, what was your attitude about that? Because like, I was very cynical about it from very early on because my parents were divorced and neither one of them remarried. So even as a teenager, I was like, well, this isn't going to work out. Like, I really had that sort of yeah, flip attitude yeah. about it. I Man, it's so funny because obviously the older that you get, the more that you think about these kinds of things. And I've since had kids. So now it's I'm constantly thinking about every, every stage <laughs> of my life yeah. in ways that I never really thought before. I, I think... Um, <clears throat> The uh, I I remember having a very uh, 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 v- very vividly I I remember being obsessed with this concept of what was a normal high school experience mm. and what was a normal school experience, and knowing that w- the experience that I was having was very not n- yeah. normal. Uh, most schools do not have you know give you the ability to be able to go from pre K all the way sure. to 12th grade that that's a very unique experience and obviously one that is chosen for you by you know your parents for that reason and sacramento by the way is also like it's not like you were having this experience in los angeles no. which is very disparate and like or san francisco which no. is sort of like known for housing that kind of environment sacramento is pretty buttoned down it's a very buttoned down anyway, right? it's a very buttoned down small-ish sized city 
Um, and it has that thing of like it's a capital, but no one really takes that seriously. Without, oh, for sure, without it, without a doubt. Yeah. And there's you know the it is Sacramento uh, uh, is not necessarily the, the big city, but it has almost every tenant of a big city kind of represented, and even more so. You yeah. know, it has the overrun public schools, it has the dangerous schools. You know, I mean, Jaime Escalante ended up teaching in Sacramento, so it's not all just yeah. like, hey, let's sing about peace. And, yeah. uh, isn't it great? Um, and, but then it also has, you know, the super Christian mega school mm-hmm. out in, you know, the rice paddies and st- in mm-hmm. the agricultural areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of, everything is sort of represented and all the schools are kind of lumped together based on how big the schools are. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I, you know, I remember thinking like, man, is every school we play like blank Christian? Right, right. <laughs> You know, ah, Valley Christian, Mountain Christian, like yeah. any kind. You know, is it, are they, are they, oh, wow, they're all Christian schools. Yeah. Is that what's normal? And is we're that? like this, uh, we're like the non-Christian school, but we're not like the art school because that's the Waldorf school. Uh, like, sure, you know, like sure. Where, how does all of this sort of fit in? And like um, what kind of parents were choosing your school? Like what, what do other kids' parents do? You know, to be honest, I don't even really know. Yeah. Um, I, I, some of them, uh, you know, I think it was was a a pretty um equal mix of conservative families and liberal families i i really do feel mm-hmm. that it was it was a pretty balance uh, uh, of that um uh you know we there were uh you know we had uh, jewish kids we had uh, uh, Jewish kids. We had uh, <laughs> Mormon kids. Uh-huh. I mean, we kind of had yeah. a, a little bit of everyone. I mean, since I've left, uh, there's a huge growth in in uh, uh, Indians mm-hmm. uh, there. So it, it um, <clears throat> you know, it is very. And they had, we, 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 you know, we had some of those too. Uh-huh. We had everybody pretty much represented. You know, it was you know, the United Colors of Benetton mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, though, there was still that element of like, okay, yeah, this is okay, great, fine, but I want to know about other, you know, I want to get out of this bubble. This mm-hmm. bubble's fine, but I want to make sure that I'm out quite a bit. And mm-hmm. so um, I was lucky enough to grow up in a neighborhood of Sacramento that had a lot of kids in the neighborhood. And so we'd go over to each other's houses That's and cool. bike around and do all that sort of stuff. And they all went to different schools. So I got to know people from others, you know, from mm-hmm. the other all boys Jesuit school to the Rio, the public school mm-hmm. to uh, St. Francis, the, you know, Catholic girls school. Like I sort of knew people from Sacramento. It was, yeah. it was just a bunch of different people. Um, <clears throat> and even my best friend who I became roommates with uh, after college. We run a production company together. He pr- you know, pr- was my producing partner. We've known each other since we were in third grade, and we never went to the same school. Yeah, I got some of those. Um, I like that, too. Yeah. I mean, I really, I, if yeah. you're a curious person and you want to kind of expand your horizons, it's exactly. great to have that thing that's not so closely tied to everything else. Like, it's really nice still, I think, for me to have that. Like, this is totally, even with work, like, this is totally unrelated to that. And so if this isn't going great, I still have this thing that kind of gets me through and, like, to have a few of those. And that's true with friendships. It helps. When you're younger. But I think in a strange way, I sort of have the inverse of what you have, whereas you... might be like, oh, well, I, this is the one person that I went to school with. I've known since the right. first grade. 
I mean, I definitely have a bunch of friends that I keep in contact with, but a majority of them are one of my neighborhood friends. I don't really have a whole bunch of friends from grade school or junior high or hall or college that I keep in, you know, in contact with yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, every now and again we do because you know, but we're now it's just with kids and everything is just my life is just you know it sounds really shitty to say but my life is really busy um as is theirs so it it was really sort of i would say in summation Uh uh, (laughs) thank you for keeping this uh, let's keep it it as brief as possible yeah um i think that growing up it was really great to be in that that kind of bubble that Mm -hmm. i was in but it was also super necessary to break out of that yeah. and to escape that. Yeah. And um, that could be said uh, for my high school. That could be said for my hometown. Mm-hmm. That could, you know, be said for a lot of different chapters in my life where it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, time to leave. Time to go on to the, the next thing. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. I yeah. think that's true of, I mean, a lot of people are drawn to this business too. I think you, because you constantly have these waves of change, it can be emotionally taxing, but it's also really exciting, but it makes time pass in a different way too. And that's what I was going to say about keeping in touch with people from your, from your, your past is like, I don't, they, a, a lot of my friends have the sort of same environment that they go to every day and yeah. they don't necessarily travel as much and, and maybe they don't have families or whatever mm. it is, but their, their conception, their, their reasonable, accurate idea yeah. of time passing is not necessarily how I feel about time passing because I, I get real confused. Like, I don't know. There's something about when you're gone all the time or you're constantly switching jobs and stuff, time sort of flies by. And yeah. I have friends who are like, you know, I haven't talked to you in like a year and I, I can't believe it Yeah, until oh. it's broken down for me. Oh, and then I'm like, yeah. good God. Yeah. No, really? I'm the same way. I'm, aye, the, I'm aye, the exact aye. same way. Oh my God. Or God forbid, it's like, wait, we haven't seen each other in four years. Really? Yeah, I know. It seems four impossible. Years? That doesn't seem right. And yet that really, it's only four. Yeah. It, maybe I know. it feels like 16. I just I don't feel know. like the fluidity of time doesn't even, it's just like, it's sort of stopped. <clears throat> but I think for, I don't have kids yet. And I think for you, I'm, I would imagine that it does mark, like you said, revisiting your, your own experience as a young yeah. person. It marks it in a different, like counting the rings on a tree. Like you're actually seeing the growth and development of your child. The ring, the, the ri- it's so interesting that you say the rings, though, because now you realize that, oh, I've constantly been breaking things down mm. into rings. You know, it's mm. that concept of like, it's life is just an extension of high school. It does, just because you left high school doesn't mean it's any different. That's it's the exact same all the way all the way through and now I'm just much better at noticing when those marks mm, happened mm-hmm. and when those eras ended and when the next one began yeah and now I sort of go okay well I've lived you know 37 years doing this one sort of thing and okay, well, there's a lot of stuff I feel like I got pretty good. There's some stuff that I feel like I skimmed on. There's some stuff I feel like I missed out on. Um, But now I need to try and be more focused for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, you wrestle with that. (laughs) She's like, God, is my life over? Like, like, oh my God, what now? But really it's, you just go, okay, again, it's, I've constantly been 
taking things from my life and saying like, I'm, I'll take that, I'll take this, I'll take that, and I'm going to try and make my life work based on these things. Yeah. And so now I've sort of amassed enough of that shit, mm-hmm. and now let's try and be a little bit more uh, based mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yet I still uh, have that circus mentality because yeah. my job is still takes me, you know, I'm in the circus. Absolutely. It still takes me out. So exactly. I'm trying to find that, that balance between it all. Do you, um, or I got to get into this mash game, which I did not warn you I was going to be doing, but oh. um, I'm going to use this mash game as a way into a couple of other things. Okay. Um, uh, I think I, I remember really mash. On. So <clears throat> these are going to be some customized categories. Yes. Okay. Uh, it won't be uh, the car that you drive unless you feel very passionately about that. But I will ask you, well, this, and then I'm going to bring this up because I know um, because of the Tower Records documentary that you care about music. Yes. For uh, that and for other reasons. But yes. Let me say, uh, give me three bands or singer songwriters that uh, living or dead that you get to pal around with. You get to go to their shows, hang out with them backstage. They trust you. They'll be like, Hey Colin, I want to play a new song for you. You let me know what you think. Like three. In, that in, would be amazing. That would be incredible. Yeah. That would be super awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> okay. That I don't know, like I, that I genuinely don't know in real life. Yeah, yeah. Now it would be this like, is going to sound weird. I actually know some now. It's great. No, yeah. And it's it's awesome. Yeah. And my but inner like my inner people... teenager is stoked. Oh yeah. No, I have that. I'm fully. But me, let's I, not. I but let's keep it to the people that I don't really. Yeah, know. and that you and the, it, that could be an opportunity. Like maybe you never will because John Lennon has, is has since yes. Passed, okay. All that okay. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got you. Okay. Uh, George Harrison is definitely on that list. Um, I only met him once, but we didn't really bro out. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's add Tom Petty to that mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. because he was the first concert that I went to. Oh, that's a good first concert. Yeah, right. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Full Moon Fever Tour, March fifth, nineteen ninety, Arco Arena, Lenny Whatever, Kravitz Huey opened Lewis up. In the news. Whoa. <laughs> It's cool. I saw him twice. Whatever. Wow. Okay. Twice. Um, I remember seeing Huey Lewis in a speedo at the pool at the Sunset Marquee when I was like in in like third grade, and I'm just like, (laughs) Huey Lewis should not be Uh, in that. Um, uh, And so you need a third. Uh, Why do? Oh, uh, MCA from the Beastie Boys. Mm, Great one. Okay. All right. Next is uh, oh, and I didn't I did not mention this, but um, when we were when we were offline because sometimes life happens not on the uh, podcast. Um, Colin was joking about IRL. We were talking IRL. about in IRL when when we were in IRL when we were IRL. God damn it! I just ATM machined that. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we were joking about sort of not like being technically adept or, or when we're in relationships, sort of like people deciding like, wait a minute, why aren't you this person? And um, we were talking about how neither Colin nor I are particularly adept at uh, internet and computer related stuff. And we were kind of joking about um, or being a handyman. And, yes. uh, and Colin said, you know, I, my wife, no, she didn't marry the Western or the, the science, the science fiction, fiction book. book. Like, you she know what book, book she, she knows what book she, yeah. she got. So when then she we went her. off on a long ramble of exactly what kind of book, uh, is Colin Hanks? Yes, and you came. I liked your idea of it being a 
a, a Dave Eggers sort of ambling. Raw, yeah, sort of long, maybe not necessarily supremely focused in right. the way that people are accustomed. <laughs> yeah. So, sort of stream of, 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 of yeah. consciousness kind of just, ro- just roll with it. Yeah. You know? but, I, but like, I don't know what I, what that makes me. Something where you're like, ugh, mine would probably be in the Oprah Book Club, which is like a number one. I mean, Oprah book, uh, Oprah's Book Club came around at a time when that is exactly what I would choose to not read if it were part of <laughs> Oprah's Book Club. Like, I was never, you, you know, so I have you were, friends. You were, now I think she's great. But I definitely was like, I was the person time, who was like, I'm going like, to read, so- it's like college bands. Like, no, 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 no. I'm only going to listen to something no one's heard of. I'm only going to read something no one's heard of. If it has like the 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 Oprah stamp on it, that means like, I was like uh, that's the stay away. Like that's yeah. This is for everyone, yeah. and I'm not everyone. I'm not everybody. Thank you very I'm, much. Now I'm, I'm like special. I am for sure everyone. I don't know why. <laughs> I could have read a lot of great I'm tear not, jerkers. I'm not that weird. Yeah, I, I, we, I have a lot in common with a lot of people. I do have a lot in common with a lot of people. But now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't like reading tear jerkers, and I do assume I I associate that stamp with. Like, it's a story about a family torn apart. Yes. It's a story about redemption. Yes. It's something long and something that will probably make me cry. And I don't think that I lean towards that stuff at all. Yeah, no. But I'm definitely not, in my life, I'm not a science fiction book. And I kind of wish I were. I I wish I was too, but I'm not. You know? I'm for sure not a Western. Definitely not a Western. Yeah. Definitely I'm a kid's book. I might be. There's I mean, some, by like a, like really a Harry at the Spy books. age kind of a book. There's some really great... You know? So, uh, more YA? Maybe more YA. More but YA. that was before there was like a word... Before YA. Yeah, YA wasn't a category yet. You were like Indian in the cupboard before it was, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I, like I, that's my goal. Tol- I'm going like to live Phantom my Tolbooth life. because it's cool. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Because now I feel unabashed about reading books for that age group. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like it's dilute. It's like not diluted. It's like con- the concentrate of interesting stories and like big ideas and Phantom put in a way you can understand. blew right? my mind. The idea that there was a – the idea of agreeing to disagree mm-hmm. was a life-changing Absolutely. thing for me to read. Like, oh – it's okay to uh, agreeing to disagree. Yeah. That is, uh, you can just be we like, don't right, have cool. to come to the same conclusion. Great. Other than the like, oh, you think differently yeah. than I do. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Um, okay, next category is going to be. Uh, uh, well, you know what? We'll go old school. Let's go three um, places, uh, but not in actual Earth. Three imaginary places that you could have a vacation home. So it could be like Lord of the Rings. Could be. Star Wars could be underwater, could be a different planet. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. Um, it would have to be a space station. Great. A space station would most definitely have to be involved, even though we just said very uh, matter-of-factly that I'm yeah. not a science fiction book. Well, this could be your step in the right science direction. Science fiction movies, for sure. There you go. Um, uh, definitely, um, hmm. I'm going to go with a, a, a part of Middle Earth for mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because I do love New Zealand. Yeah. And oh, it's kind so of, ba- it's all based there. Yep. Yep. And a third, a, a third location. Um, you know what? Okay. This will sound strange, but um, there, this is the more historical part for me. It would be really fascinating to uh, be able to witness 
uh, America in 1939. All right, listen. I'm excited about this for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that a category I sometimes do, which I will be doing with you in a moment, is uh, you can travel through time in a bubble. You're very safe. I have to create all of the disclaimers because like, smart people are like, uh, I was talking about this. I think it was actually Zelda. It's funny. You'd think that it was the last person I podcasted, but it wasn't. But she was like, I know, but then I start thinking about like, when would it be okay to be a woman? And I'm well, like, no, 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 let's, we have to remove that. We have to remove that. This to is remove a situation Look, where you're safe. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. Ex- if you want to witness dinosaurs, don't worry. You're not going to get killed yeah, yeah, by yeah, one. No, That's totally. sort of, we have to allow totally. for like the safe version. No, I'm with, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. But look, white male in 1939 yeah. America. I, you're doing all right. I'm doing okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Assuming that you are not of an age in which you had to be, yeah. you know, heading overseas. To yes. Yes, of course. Fight Hitler. Yes. Okay. So where, where do you think you would be in 1939 in this vacation home? Um, uh, for a strange, uh, in a strange way, the, the, uh, the, my mind always goes to New York mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the city and, and specifically uh, Flushing, Queens, because that's where mm-hmm. the, the 39 mm-hmm. World's Fair was. Which God, I, I am super to. fascinated I with. Desperately, I just said this to someone because when I ever every time I go to San Francisco and I look at that Palace of Fine Arts, I'm like, why have I never? Like, is that yeah. the, that that time has passed? Like, yeah. we don't have World Fairs. No, like, no, not at all. To, I'm not going to go to Chicago's World Fair. I can't go to no Paris. And, for whatever. The only reason why I choose New York and that is because of that fair. Yeah. Um, because there's a, there's a book which I will get you a copy of because you will actually dig. But it is a really fascinating book that is a part uh, fiction and part nonfiction. The mm. nonfiction part actually goes into detail about what was at. The fair. And you, so what I assume you've read Devil like. in a White City. Yes, I have. Because yeah, that's and like that, was, that part of it is that so was, fascinating. That was uh, recommended <clears throat> to me when I was talking about this yeah. book about uh, uh, 39. Yeah. Because they're like, well, if you like World's Fair books, you know, there's this other one <laughs> there were so about many. the previous one where the yeah. Ferris wheel was invented and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But um, it's this really interesting book that goes all about the World's Fair and what life was like and. Um, what was available to consumers pre uh, America's involvement in World War Two, uh, mm-hmm. which then totally changed mm-hmm. after the war was over, yeah. and you saw—I mean, basically, America just like we won to the victors go the spoils, yeah. and then everything just sort of went bigger, like fridges got bigger and cars got bigger and everything got bigger. Um, but it is this really interesting like view as to what they were selling to people at the time, what was considered cutting edge, but then. The other side of the book is this fictional uh, 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 story about a, a young couple deciding if they want to continue uh, being a couple and raising a family, considering that it seems like the world is about to end. Oh, wow. I would um, love this book. You, it's, I will it's love a this book. Fascinating, yeah. a fascinating book. So that's why that's one of that's the great. eras. That's yeah. great. And I don't have to spend too much time talking about this, but have you read um, Time and Again? No. That's a book about, um, I'm sure I've talked about it before, but it's, it's a book about... Uh, it's basically like I th- I'm pretty sure that that movie Somewhere in Time that Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour were, were in I don't know if you know this movie don't know the movie it's a big like 80s movie I think it's a real girl movie because mm-hmm. it's like again a big tearjerker yeah. oh, my dad loves it but he loves tearjerkers <clears throat> but it's about 
it, I think the concept for how to time travel was ripped directly from this book. So even though the plot is totally different, mm-hmm. the mechanism by which you can travel through time is basically identical, which is that um, it's through sort of a form of self-hypnosis. Okay. And so if you can surround yourself with only things from a certain era and you're kind of in the right place somewhere in the world where it's almost like very little has changed in that exact place, Mm -hmm. you can essentially allow yourself to travel through time like this like it's like a it's like a window like I'm in. listen I've, I've been wearing all of the clothes from the turn of the century I've I carry those coins in my pocket someone delivers my milk to me I never see them but this is the means by which everyone lived wow. then and so it takes place in New York I think it was written in the 70s and this guy is asked to do this kind of government project mm-hmm. and it's the Dakota building and there's one apartment in the Dakota that's like empty that has a view it's high enough that you can't see any of the, like, you can't hear the traffic, and the only view out of it is sort of into Central Park, which is very much unchanged. And so he sort of lives in this world this where book. he's just allowing himself to believe. And so then at one point, suddenly he's there, and so he has this whole adventure oh, in wow. that time period. But it's the same thing where it's this fictional story, but <clears throat> this is like his journal of it. Mm-hmm. So he has actual photographs from the time, and he just describes and describes and describes everything up to and including, like, the Statue of Liberty hadn't been fully delivered yet, just the arm had. Oh, and so wow. this the park that it was in. Yeah. And this, you could climb up into the torch, but that's all it was. And Oh, my goodness. Oh, you'd love it. You'd oh, love it. yeah. So I'll, we'll do a little book. Done. Let's do a book Gotta club. Do it. Gotta do it. Gotta do a book club. Um, and let's do this next one, where these are three places in time uh, that you can travel, witness, you're in a bubble, nothing bad's going to happen to you, but you get a chance to sort of see the good and the bad, whatever, of, of three different eras. Okay, that so... Are not your, it's not that you have a home like you would in uh, 1939 New York. Okay, this yeah. It's more just a temporary... Okay, you know, got you, you got you, got you, got you. Okay, so yes, the dinosaur times, for sure. For sure. Um, uh, I have to go with the future. Mm-hmm. Great. I have to go with like far, like mm-hmm. crazy far future. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know like when I, I just want to know what the, what the future is like. I want to know how we get around. I want to know like, is, are we still countries or is it just yeah. a world? Um, how much terraforming have we done? Like, yeah, exactly. All that sort of anymore? stuff. Uh, are we on other planets? Yeah. How, how do we get around? Yeah. You know, uh, can anyone go to space? Yeah. Or is that still just something only rich people can do? Like, yeah. I want to know. Yeah. So there's all that sort of stuff. And then, um, it, then I would want to go to Sacramento in 1977 when I was born. But that could create a paradox that no. I, but nothing bad could not happen. Here, not here. Don't change You're it safe up on to me, do Marnie. it. Safe to do it. All right. Okay, great. Um, okay, next category is uh listen, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for it. Um because I don't wanna be sexist and only do this for women. Uh three foods that you can have or drinks, I guess, with zero physical ramifications. Easy. Uh, in Super fact, it's almost good for you. Could be something real specific. You're could talking be to an actor, so <laughs> I, I'm totally like obsessed with foods. Okay, that I, great. Okay. Uh, if I could, I would eat cheese nonstop. Yeah. Cheese is my crack cocaine. Yeah, I, I have it. an addiction to it. Mm-hmm. A very, very uh, 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 Cheese is bad for me. What is your what? What's your favorite go to cheese? Not for this, but just any kind of cheese. Yeah. I will try literally. Yeah, like that's why I say it's like like a drug. Like, what yeah. do you got? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what kind of cheese you have. 
I'll eat it. I'll eat it all. Ah, I will it. stand by that thing yeah. and not leave until right. it is all gone. Right. And I am not going to share it with you. I will not. You deliver the cheese to me. And we're not going to have cheese together. Yeah. I want you to get the fuck out because I'm going to eat this cheese. This is a private, I'm going to binge this is a private on this fucking me, cheese. Yeah. Um, right. And then I'm going to loathe myself afterwards. Right. Um, not here. So not here. Not here. Limitless not cheese. Here. Uh, unlimitless cheese. Um, I wish that I could have uh, hamburgers, uh, unlimited hamburgers. Yeah, for sure. Great. Um, and then if I had to, these are things that I wish I could have unlimited amount because they're bad for me. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I think it's just the sort of opportunity, like, you can't really do this. Like, if someone says, like, peaches, I'm like, now, come on. Yeah. It's not going to be that big of a deal if you have a lot of peaches in your life. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that's not Feels like a wasted wish. Um, I'm such a ramen fanatic that would Mm probably, I would want to, I would definitely want to put ramen in there. Yeah, because you're not going to want to take on that much salt on a three day i mean a three times a day basis no except in imaginary no, land but i uh, definitely Delicious would l- would love to be able to do that yeah i wouldn't turn just, my nose up yeah. with some ramen right now for yeah. sure okay great those are great next one now listen this is an opportunity for you to go back in time it's an opportunity for you to use people that it could never be a thing with and this is what I, where i'm going is that this is a mash game all due respect to your beautiful wife yes I do need three people <laughs> that you have a sort of alternate universe relationship with or a sexy one-nighter with. This is an alternate universe. Could be, you know, you loved Molly Ringwald when you were a teenager. You could go that route or you yeah, could yeah, go yeah. like many women I know like to do a young Jimmy Stewart or a young Paul Newman. Yes. Uh, but you could go uh, contemporary as well. Really I got you. you. Okay. I got really you. I got you. you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, yeah. We don't really go to contemporary um, it's a little risky. It's risky because yeah. I kind of end up meeting these mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. sometimes. That can be awkward. Yeah. Yeah. That can definitely be awkward. Um, so why don't we stick with uh, past Great. Uh, uh, crushes, which, by the way, I've also met a few of them. Yeah. It's risky. Yeah. It's risky. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, oh, man. This is this is a tough one. Okay. Um there was an actress by the name of Shawnee Smith. Oh yeah! When I was a kid, she yeah, was she's in. She's still around. Yeah, no, she she's still around. Up. She's still she's still yeah. working. She's still I doing just stuff. See her. I just saw her and I said, "Oh, I love her." She was yes. in summer school. Yes. Yeah. She was in summer school. Yeah. She was in great. Who's Harry Crumb? Yep. She was a in, movie that I watched uh, I a whole lot. She was in the Saw, one of the Saw movies. Was she? The reality she's in she one was. of the. Oh, you know what she was in? What? Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. Yes, she was. I That's right. Love That's that right. movie. Really? It's terrible, but I stand by proudly Who's because Who's Dream Warriors? Who uh, Roseanne Ar- No, uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Shawnee Smith. No, but who sang the song Dream oh, Warriors? Oh, was God. it Warrant? Like, uh, maybe. No. May was it? I don't know. I don't know Striper? I don't know. I, yeah, I think it was someone less let's, well known. Than let's Warren. read it in the comment sections yeah. like a few weeks for from sure, now. For let's sure. come back we'll here in a few weeks quickly. and we'll, we'll, yeah, we we'll sort it out. Um, uh, Shawnee Smith, great, great. Okay, so pull. Shawnee Smith, that was definitely one. Yeah. Um, Wow. It's so funny when you're put on the spot. It's actually kind of hard to. It is. It's improv. Mm, it is. And it's also filled with regrets. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
five minutes from now, you'll be like, why didn't I say? Oh, regrets. Oh, my God. Regrets. I put a lot of weight on this. I've had a, a few. A lot of weight on this. Um, oh. oh, God. Uh, they're both known and, and unknown. Uh, only celebrities? Well, I mean, I guess it's more fun if people it's more know fun who it is celebrity. than if it's It's like much more fun with celebrities. I don't want to say like, yeah. from sixth grade. Yeah, I don't want right, Okay, so let's not do that. Um, okay, Shawnee Smith was what? Cindy Crawford. Great. Was a big one. Great. Uh, uh, in my youth. Sure. For sure. Sure. Uh, you know, the era of Crystal Pepsi. She made and a real splash. House of Style she and all that. She was big. Splash. She was a big deal. One, yeah. of, one of the original supermodels. Absolutely. Um, I feel I had that about Linda Evangelista. Yeah. She, she was part of that group too. She had this sort of otherworldly thing happening. Which she I was most definitely. By. Um, Until I like saw her speak in something and I was like, oh, she's just a person. <laughs> oh, she's just a person. Um, and then um, I could go with another model, but let's not do that. Let's okay. be let's let's be different. Mm-hmm. Um, may have to edit out a large portion of me. No, thinking. I really like to keep the long, lingering silences. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a trademark of my podcast during well, the Nash Games. It allows people to get chores done and not feel like they're missing out. Very slowly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me say. Uh, in summation. Uh-huh. Boy, he's really uh, summed up a lot on this podcast episode. In retrospect. <laughs> and retrospect. Yeah. Retro. <laughs> the, on all the different ways to pronounce retrospect. In, re- in retros- retrospect. Um, let's also go with. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. No, wait. There, it's, it's coming to me. There was... Um, was it a show or was it a movie? I'm trying to remember. There was... Uh, I like it. Just start saying things because this is a game I really enjoy. I'm trying to remember. It was a movie that it was a movie that I saw on TV mm-hmm. a bunch mm-hmm. so it felt like it was a TV yes. show because it was on yep. the, 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 the the TV in the early the days of HBO everything the was early like days of it HBO like, the yeah. early days of HBO um, and yeah. I was just talking about the fact that I saw Octopussy way more times than any human should because that was the James Bond movie that was on like all summer long when I really? had access to HBO at my aunt's house yeah oh my god like my- how have I seen Octopus that is not the best James Bond film Minds of View to a Kill I've seen that yeah, one more that than one any other one all the time Grace Jones and Christopher yeah. Walken oh yeah so weird yeah. yours is a better one than mine <laughs> a, little, a little bit mine not is Roger much. Moore with a uh, bunch of people you've never heard of that's seen true since. that's true yeah that's true yeah um i'm having a really hard time with this third one so why don't i i'm just going to I, i'll just say uh, uh there was a model i'll go with the yep, model okay. thing uh because i don't want to take up too much more time um but there was a model by the name of leticia costa oh my that i was uh uh, uh very uh infatuated with okay uh later um as I, I got, don't know if uh, I, I, I'm sure I recognize Although, her. Although, uh, you know, you could also, I guess, you could also say Jenny McCarthy at one point. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, she's a very <laughs> likable person. <laughs> Why am I? Re- I'm like feeling sorry for you somehow. No, that she's great. Was, you don't have to be ashamed. That was that was. Uh, that, yeah. Oh, that was as close to. <laughs> oh yeah, dear. That's so sweet. Bless your heart. Really oh, that's good to know. That was 100% that's how so I was nice. Feeling. That's so nice to know that okay good for you uh, 
look, she was funny. I don't really remember. I never watched Singled Out, which was like probably good because when I met Chris, I had no idea who he was. Yeah, exactly. So there of wasn't course. any sort of like, oh, I remember you from that thing. I you the, know. yeah, there was definitely that was a uh, yeah, that one was yeah. That that happened. <clears throat> what I remember thinking uh, at the time, without really having a sense of her, was uh, at least she's like funny, or she's sort of into that. Was actually she's into sort of being silly and goofy, and she she's was not super you know, hot, but also super funny. Her sexuality, she was, yeah, like exactly. That, which she I totally respect. Seems super funny, yeah. Um, and I hear she's great. I hear she's really nice. nice I hear person. she's a very nice person. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you know. and yet no one is going to worry that you're going to end up with Jenny McCarthy. I'm putting no, her. No, okay, yeah, because put I her. I think it will be that, funny if you get her. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! And that's how I'll deliver it. Well, you ended up with uh, <laughs> bless your little heart. Enjoy this. Um, okay, I'm going to get through. Uh, listen, I could keep you here all day, but I'm what gonna time get is it? Faster. Real quick, it's uh, it's one thirty. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm good. Um, okay, next category is going to be uh, not unlike the um, the musicians that we talked about, but this is uh, this is more of like a mentory friend you know person that um you spend time with that you can sort of pick their brain from any era uh could be author musician artist whatever but somebody who's like your pal that um that also you know you can sort of go what should i do about this that kind of thing hmm okay but isn't that sort of like the the artists that we are I that I mentioned? Is. I guess it is. It I can kinda, change it, it especially if you really like musicians. Then you're just going to come up with three more musicians. Well, yeah, I just right, kind of. I'm sorry. You know what? I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't even care. You don't care that I got to come up put, with other I three more. I could put this game right now. You don't. Here's what. <laughs> here's my next. Here's my next three. Three skills that you wake up with that you've downloaded matrix style like you wake up in the morning and you're like i know kung fu or okay i I can speak this language or whatever now we're talking yeah here we go here we go i wish i wish that i could wake up and just know how to fucking like build shit like in a workshop class like you wish you were like i want to i want to build that cabinet that you have yep Super envious of this cabinet. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about it once. We're oh, I've, I can uh, give you a, I'm podcasting. excited to give you a resource uh, for much of my Danish furniture. Okay, great. It's a great place. Beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I wish I knew how to like build tables, chairs, uh, reupholster stuff. Yeah, me too. Like, uh, you know, again, I didn't have like a workshop class or anything like that. So I yeah. wish I knew how to do that kind of stuff. Me too. Um, I wish I knew how to work every computer yeah. on earth yeah. where I just know how to like, Oh, here's the thing. Here's the, Oh, well you're having a difference between the, Oh yeah. Are you connected to the Wi-Fi you, or the internet? And have you cleared I your wish, cookies? I even wish, that, even that. <laughs> have you cleared your simplest. cookies? Yeah. I wish I knew what cookies were. <laughs> I also don't know. And what how to describe are. why I, I need to clear them or why I, I should, or should not Sometimes have them. Sometimes you want cookies. Turns out. I Turns out, yeah. you know, no. um, in this world, maybe yeah. you might get that. Uh, yeah. Now I realize maybe add cookies to my list of foods I wish I could have like tons of. Um, And then um, the other thing that I, I, I wish I could wake up and speak French. Spanish. Yeah, I'm putting you multilingual. And multilingual. Right. I wish I could be multilingual. Okay. All right. This next category is a, it's definitely more. This is more than of, just mash. This is like mishmash. I know. Is I know. really what it is. It really is. Well, okay. it's like 
it, it, it's a fun way into like what are what are some weird also cool things that you're into. Okay. This is this one's a little more uh, esoteric, but <clears throat> you can live. Let's say you can live a day of your life as as if you were in a movie directed by three directors. So like what like you sort of have a day in the life of like this is Colin Hanks's day in the life through a Wes Anderson lens. Or okay, this yes. is a you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Pretty 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 easy, okay. straightforward. Uh one would be uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Great. Um the other would be The other would be Werner Herzog. Great. <laughs> I really want to see this version of your life. I really want to know what that's uh, like. Um, and then the other would probably be like... Oh. Don't you want like a magical... Like, I'm thinking like a Gondry. I've never really thought about this before, but like a... Well, that's like interesting. suddenly I'm inside claymation for a hot second. That, well, that that's interesting. There was uh, there was part of me that was going to say either Hal Ashby or Cameron Crowe. Oh, Hal Ashby. Um, yeah. you notice how I haven't been able to make eye contact you, with you for any of these questions. <laughs> I'm constantly You've like looking so up. The the best ones are when your eyes are closed and it almost seems like you're channeling, like you're, <laughs> you're a mystic of some kind. You're like, I'm getting why, an L. Is there someone is, in your life whose name is This is why this is a podcast so that people can't see. Um, uh, uh, see, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, like uh, I don't want to lift it from you, but yeah, a Michelle. You feel free. A Michelle Gondry would be pretty interesting because – you, we would be i would imagine uh michelle uh-huh. would want to jump forward and backwards in time yes. and uh, show me interesting things there but then really then you would also just say like well isn't that albert brooks in defending your life oh god i love that movie amazing it's in my top now listen i realized recently that i have a list of top five movies that is actually 20 yes that it rotates in and out. So it's Depends like... Depends on the mood. Defending Your Life is in my 20 top five. Yes. T- you're t- you're is that, that's a thing. Your top that 25. That has to be a thing. Yeah. Your top 25. Exactly. 25. Five. Not exactly. 25. Exactly. Gotcha. Totally. Um, okay. But I'll go with, uh, I'll go with, with Gondry yeah, on that one. Get, yeah, let's get... I'm living vicariously. Because that's... Uh, he, I would I would be able to handle if it was my life I'd be able to handle him I would not be able to handle like a Terry Gilliam that would freak yeah, it's too me. much that that's would, like motion sickness that, uh, I've taken mushrooms I don't need yeah, to do exactly. that again I don't exactly. need to see that again. I need something fanciful that also somehow feels very safe yes silly. exactly exactly okay Ooh, final category the pressure the pressure uh, what about three now I'm now I'm in summation I, I, <laughs> regarding this regarding this <laughs> this mash game in summation uh, I'm going to ask you for three you know what I'm gonna go three pets that it's totally impractical from for one reason or another for you to have it could be something completely fanciful or it could be cats because you're allergic or it could be bunnies because your kids want one but you can't have one or gotcha. any anything like that gotcha. but it could also be like Falco or the luck dragon <laughs> that's right the scaly that's, that's right furry Dog, shiny dragon. Of course. Um, okay. Um, I would want a talking dog. Great. I would want 
a um I want like a cool like a, like a super cool looking like like an awesome fish tank mm-hmm, mm-hmm. filled with a bunch of super uh exotic mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. like I don't want like scary looking fish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like really beautiful looking yeah. Fish. Like the most amazing scuba dive yes. anyone's ever had. Yeah. Once. Like, yeah. Like, I want a, a yeah. fish tank filled with the, the tropical fish from, from someplace yeah. uh, glorious. You know what that just made me think of that I have thought in the past that probably is doable is how <clears throat> instantly I relax into like a weird fugue state when I'm looking at jellyfish in an aquarium. Yeah. Like lit up, like j- totally. really well lit jellyfish. Totally. You just had a wall. Of that yeah, undulating, for sure. I feel like that is so meditative. For sure, and then, oh I, my and then I snap out of it for a second. And I'm like, oh god, if I fell in that tank, I'd be. You know what I mean? Like, there's a weird juxtaposition of like I'm so I relaxed, and then I'll it, get a little twinge like, of like, like stinging. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to like it, uh, uh, capture danger. Right. <laughs> I don't want danger. I don't just need to a, tame those beasts. A pane of glass. Yeah, away. you're right. You're right. Um, and then. Um, uh, and then probably like a, uh, just like a, a chill, like. A, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're acting, chill. you're sort of acting out each thing that yeah. you're describing. You're chill. like, wanna... you know, I want a talkie dog, like like cartoonish, like <laughs> oh, I want a talkie dog. I want a, a I want like exotic, a chill, interesting, yeah. beautiful fish. Mm-hmm. And then this and then one, I just want like a chill. I want just a chill like koala. A... <laughs> it's just chilling. Perfect. Just stoned out of his mind. <laughs> On Not on mushrooms. Eucalyptus. Just stoned just the, on uke. Just, just, just tripping on you. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. We have not been there. Been there. Um, okay, now this is just the thing by which I, the device by which I ascertain which of these things you get. Yes. For your 100% guaranteed mash future. Yes. Uh, tell me when to stop. Okay. Mm, stop. Okay. Pausing. Yes. Figuring out. Announcing. End of podcast. Okay. In summation, that is what is about it's to happen. In for summation, the next couple of minutes. All, right. all right. Pausing for math identification. This is, there's a lot of math that goes into this. Of there course. There's a lot of functions. This is great. I would be lying if I said I wasn't very enthusiastic about the results of this mash game. Okay. Uh, where do I start? Okay. Glad Number one, is. I want to congratulate you on your ability to be multilingual. Awesome. Whatever the language is, you know it. What uh, I I'm can, talking from Latin. I can hear it. Yep, absolutely. I can speak it. That's it. It's that simple. All over the world. That could be a very uh, oh, I'm not fuck. Beneficial. It's just thing. what I do. Uh, no, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, I I think probably that's going to come in very handy when you visit the future. Ooh, because who knows what language we'll be speaking? Who knows? It could be the Esperanto. Could be Esperanto. I know I it. Say it's almost likely. Probably or Chinese or Chinese. Um, or a combination of those two, which I really would like to hear. Esperanto and Chinese. You're just going to be able to. Just fire it right off. Oh, Don't man. worry. That's oh, going to be a very, man. very useful skill. In the future. Um, All right, and cool. also useful uh, in uh, your apartment in uh, the Flushing, Queens area in 1939, New York. <laughs> <laughs> you, so wait a your minute. Your vacation home is near the World's Fair in 1939. You have an apartment, which makes sense. That's just how it happened. But it makes okay. a lot of sense because that that's works. all there is. So that's that my area. vacation home. That's your vacation home. Even so though I disappear. live in the future. No, you don't live in the future. You can visit the future. I can visit the mm-hmm. future. 
Gotcha. But you can't settle in like you can to your little quaint apartment. So I live in the apartment in 1939 and I speak and I'm multilingual. Yeah. So you're going into the past for your vacations and you're going into the future for your adventures. Gotcha. And you live in the present. Boy, you really I'm a little jealous, actually. This is, kind of, did I say Christopher Nolan is one of the directors? Because uh, this is very inception You didn't, but this is very interesting because you did end up, of all of these, I am interested in the P.T. Anderson uh, version of all of those things. I want to see his future, your day in the yes. life, his eyes. I want to see his version of the past. Uh, and I'm interested in your a day in the life, even just in the present, P.T. It's just a long series of uh, oneers. That's right. <laughs> Just me. Yeah. 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 And like dialogue that for some reason has dignity and is also totally absurd at the same time. It's going to be great. It's going to be <laughs> Seemingly great. about nothing, but yet about Seemingly everything. About, yes. 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 Uh, okay. Uh, I, oh, by the way, there's no way we're not getting a look at your exotic fish tank on your day in the life of P.T. Anderson. There's no way that's not happening. Wow. You probably spend all your time in front of that fish tank. Very on happy. Day. Um, maybe you're staring into the fish tank, taking a bite of hamburger, because oh! guess what? Endless supply, Love zero that. ramifications. To Amazing. Your health. Um, I don't know if you want to sit down and enjoy hamburger with uh, George Harrison when you guys are just with... rapping about music and whatnot. He's probably a vegetarian. He's probably a vegetarian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, garden yeah, burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garden, garden burger, burger for, for garden burger for George. Um, but we're, we're we're getting closer to the enlightenment. Yeah, that's what's in, that's what matters. But you know who I can guarantee? No actual guarantee. Probably enjoys a good hamburger is your alternate universe uh, sweetheart, Shawnee Smith. <laughs> so excited you got her. Amazing. She would have been my choice for you. Wow. I think it's terrific. Oh, the 12 year old me is. No, because you, because that is someone that she's a perfect example of someone you pick when you're younger. Because I did this a lot that you're like, I could get her. Like she's not. It's yeah. not like I'm picking. Like Cindy Crawford totally. is different. That's a different crush. Do you totally. Know what I mean? Shawnee Smith is like she's Shawnee adorable. Smith? She's yes. very accessible. She's just the girl next door. Totally. Absolutely. For well, sure. Guess what? There she is. There she is. And, and I think that uh, that about sums it up. Now, I did forget when I uh, summarized what the end of the podcast would be. I did forget this extremely important, particularly because you are my first boy of summer. Oh, okay. Uh, tradition as started by my last summer of Boys of Summer, the first time I ever did it. I do need to ask you to sing a snippet of Don Henley's Boys of Summer, if you even know it. Uh, uh Oh no, Boys of Summer. Because that is uh that is a tradition that I began that I now have to stick to. Um Do you remember the chorus? Yeah, I <laughs> Perfect. You got your head rolled in and sunglasses on, baby. I can tell you my love for you would still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. That's what I got. That's great. That's Is exactly that enough? what I needed. That'll okay. do. That's not actually how I sing. <laughs> But that's how I sing that song that I don't quite know so well. <laughs> that's how I, I sing that song. I have to rely on a whispery falsetto <laughs> Never. when I'm singing a song I don't know. No. Colin, no. what a joy. Jenna, thank you what so much. What a great much. way for me to dive back into so the much summer. Fun. What a pleasure. Uh, is there anything that you want to tell the nice folks about? Best summer ever. Yeah. Let's have AIT. it. AIT. Let's, Let's do it, yearbooks. <laughs> Let's do it. I was, it's so funny that you say that because um, for some strange reason... Last story, I swear, and then oh, I we can get it. into telling plugs, whatever. 
but the, uh, uh, I saw a, um, I can't remember the model. I'm closing my eyes again because uh-huh, I'm envisioning yeah. it. Is it? I, but I'm there is a, um, there was a, a 300ZX. Uh-huh. It was the the make of a, a car. Yes. Do you remember that Mazda? car? Yeah, a Mazda, sure. yes. Why do I know that? I don't know. I think I wanted one. I probably answered 300ZX <laughs> in a MASH game when I was younger. Maybe. Yeah. And um, I remember I, uh, on the school bus, I had uh, someone, like I asked uh, this girl, Elizabeth, oh, will you, you know, sign my yearbook? And uh, we, for some reason, we always bonded over that car. Only because she liked it, I really didn't care. <laughs> and um, I remember, like, when she, like, she's like, here, you know, read it when you get off the bus. So, like, I read it. I was like, oh my God, what's she going to say? Like, oh my God, no. is she going to, like, do say something super, like, is like, she going to. This gonna, is a thing uh, between uh, us. Is this that's... a thing between us? Yeah. Is like, is it going to go, like, deeper? And um, in it, in the, in the yearbook, oh, no. she's like, you know, blah, 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 so cool hanging out with you. She's like, and then at one point she goes, oh, rad. 300 zx like she saw one <laughs> as she was writing and she was like let's write about it in the thing because the and so now and i always lights. whenever i see oh. a 300 zx and now they're all super dirty and like yeah. r- like uh-huh. wrecks uh i always go oh brad 300 zx super cool now we can all do that i don't know what made me just think of that um anyways uh because the boys of summer we're kit yeah exactly because K-I-T. we're kit because you said kit which is the other thing that uh you would put in the yearbooks exactly um uh, not a whole lot this summer. I'm going to be uh, in October, September and or October. Um, I will be on a new show called Life in Pieces, which is going to be on oh, CBS. Great. great. Which is very exciting about. And then the Tower Records documentary is also going to be released in theaters. Great. Uh, in September and October. And those okay, are the guys. things that... Uh, I know. I'm sure that people will, can follow you on Twitter and will yeah. be kept informed. I'm on the tw- I'm on the yeah. the, 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 the the Twitter. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, C O L I N. Uh-huh. Uh yep. same for the Instagrams. And do it guys. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you my boy of summer. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.